my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Ian Hayworth. Always a great time talking to Ian. Uh, we talked about Liz Cheney's uh, landslide defeat in her primary out in Wyoming, and just more generally, the death of neoconservatism within the grand old party. Uh, you know, I wish the neocons were driven out of the party 40 years ago, but... <laughs> Better late than never, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's definitely a good day. Uh, guys, before I get to Ian, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an iTunes user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. Right, without further ado, the great Ian Hayworth. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Ian Hayworth. Ian, how you been, man? Good morning. Just enjoying the news. It's a funny day. Got to embrace it when you can. How have you been? I've been good. Well, I've been fishing the last four days, so I've been <laughs> completely off the grid. I haven't been paying attention to anything. So uh, I- I'm doing much worse today than I was, you know, the, <laughs> the last few days. But it's all right. Back to reality. So, Ian, my brother, you're, uh, I think episode three of your new show is out. Uh, dropped last night. Uh, it's really good, man. If anybody hasn't subscribed yet, uh, definitely go check it out over on YouTube right now. But yeah, man, how's the, how's the uh, response been for your new show? Yeah, it's been um, pretty much universally good. There's obviously a few people who, who make some negative comments, but most people enjoying it. I think it's really indicative just the fact that there isn't anything like this on the conservative space. So it's really cool just to be kind of experimenting, seeing what people enjoy, uh, trying to push the boundaries a little bit. Um, what is really interesting, though, is a lot of people were quite apprehensive about kind of making racy jokes, you know, whether that be kind of more slightly sexual jokes or just anything that's a bit tongue in cheek that's out of the realm of normal conservative content. Uh, quite a few people were kind of worried I was going to take that route. People have responded really well because it turns out conservatives have a sense of humor as well. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your show, like the jokes on your show, you know, for anybody that knows you in real life, this is kind of just how you talk. You know, it's just it's just your normal, so. your, your normal sense of humor. It's not like over the top or like, you know, too vulgar, you know, just for the sake of being vulgar or anything like that. No, it's good, man. And uh, yeah, there's just not a lot of like right wing content like it. You know, it's just straight punditry or like cringe inducing awful kind of comedy or like anger, <laughs> just like frothing at the mouth anger. So it's like, yeah, man, if you can not do that that that'd be <laughs> I, I could see your show doing well because it's not that you know thank you yes it's been fun it's just uh it's fun to just try something new oh absolutely man absolutely so um liz cheney lost her primary last night she was the uh, at-large congressman for wyoming uh she says she lost because she's abraham lincoln or, or some mm-hmm. such nonsense. classic <laughs> all right man why before we jump in everything why do these people always compare themselves to lincoln like these, like blood-soaked neocons. It's like, no, what? What do we? One, I don't even think Lincoln was a very good president. But that's side note. I know I'm in the vast minority there holding that opinion. But like, why? Why did they all view themselves as Lincoln? 
like the the George Conway, the Lincoln Project people. They they all I don't I don't get it, man. I don't how did they get off doing that? Well, it's one of two things. Either they are just massive egotists who genuinely see themselves on the same level as these kind of people who have actually <laughs> achieved things in their lives. Or it's just a hasty, I have a speech coming up in five minutes. Let's just Google popular presidents. And whoever comes up first, they're like them. It, either way, it's not good. It's it's truly bizarre that you can compare yourself to Lincoln because you were pushed out of your own party for taking a dump on your own party. I mean, let's not <laughs> pretend. This is nothing to do with Trump. No. This is nothing to do with the fact that she's pro-freedom or pro-democracy. Well, democracy just slapped her pretty hard in the face because she <laughs> spat in the face of her own party. That's all this is about. People in Wyoming didn't want to put up with it. She spends a vast majority of the time in D.C. shitting on her own constituency, hobnobbing with people like Kevin Cosner, who looked down on states like hers when he's not filming shows that are making in tens of millions of dollars. They were sick of her, and I'm not surprised she's gone. Yeah, and a lot of people, even like Trump supporters, think this is all about Trump. You know, and if you look at like the the corporate press and just like all pundits, like across across the aisle this morning, it's all like Trump, Trump, Trump. You know, this is Trump's party. You know, that's why Liz Cheney lost. I mean, like Liz Cheney, <laughs> she spent like one day a year mm-hmm. in Wyoming. I mean, the Cheney family—they're not—they have no connection to Wyoming. They moved, quote unquote, moved to Wyoming so Dick Cheney could be W's VP. I mean, like. I, she spends all of her time inside the Beltway in Washington. She does not care about her constituents, obviously. Uh, she cares about continuing these unconstitutional wars, you know, her, her her monstrous foreign policy. She's been consistently voting against the interests of her state, okay? I mean, like, yes, sure, of course, Trump is popular in Wyoming, no doubt about that. But Cheney lost her primary by 40 points, by, by nearly yep. 40 points. I mean, like, I, I don't know, I, if somebody can look this up, fact check it for me and get back to me, I don't know if it's got to be like one of the worst losses by a by an incumbent in a primary ever. I mean, if not the most. I mean, I th- her opponent got seventy percent of the vote. I mean, it was like an absolute yep. bloodbath. So I mean, nobody likes her in her her fake home state. In fact, twenty five percent of her voters were actually registered Democrats who changed their affiliation to vote for her. Okay, and there's only like thirty thousand registered Democrats in the entire state. There's about two hundred thousand. Uh, registered republicans there's only there's less than six hundred thousand people in the state i mean it's a tiny state um and nobody likes her (laughs) her only support came from democrats it's just her her constituents hated her policies they hated being mocked being looked down on uh, and having her go i mean just vote with the democrats constantly that's what happened that's why she got shellacked this has nothing to do with trump and not everything has everything to do with trump but also just obsessively going after a man who isn't even office any, in office anymore when the current president is trying to flush the entire country down the toilet economically. Like we're, we're staring down the barrel of a really deep, entrenched rece- recession. A lot of people, especially in her own state, are going to be suffering economically in the coming years. And she's wasting time on this clown show of a court case on January 6th, which is just irrelevant. It was really irrelevant weeks after it happened. They've arrested everyone who was within a thousand miles of D.C. that day. What else do you want? She's just (laughs) engaging in the left's narrative at every step of the way because she's I honestly think there are some Republicans who get addicted to the attention from the left. I think we're so used to being bullied by places like CNN, MSNBC, that the moment you get an interview with them because you're willing to spit uh, spit out their current narrative, it's almost like, oh, I'm special. I've broken through. And they're all wrong because they all get thrown in the trash the second they don't serve a purpose. You think people in Wyoming, Democrats voting for Liz Cheney, were voting because they believe anything she thinks? No, she just serves a purpose. And she's really very, very stupid for going down this path. Just 
on a career level, setting aside the obvious damage it's done to the conservative movement, on a career level, this is dumb because she will be irrelevant in six months' time. Uh, I don't know. I actually think you're wrong on Liz Cheney generally. I think she's actually a lot more evil than that. <laughs> think... <laughs> Maybe I'm just I have too much faith in humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're either stupid or evil. And I think like uh, and, you know, you're attributing her nonsense to her being stupid. I actually think she's smart. Uh, I like Adam Kinzinger's an idiot. Like, I think your description fits him perfectly. Like, he's just like mm-hmm. a petulant little child <laughs> that likes going on CNN and getting good attention, you know, by trashing his own party, his own constituents, and, and sucking up to the Democrats as they gerrymander his district away from him. Um, I think I think that's him. Like, he's just addicted to the attention. He loves the corporate media. He likes the parties in D.C. He likes it. I think that's that's more Kinzinger. I think— I think with Liz Cheney, like she's just a neoconservative, and I I, I want to talk about that because I'm not just using that the way other libertarians use it. Like, let's actually talk about what neoconservatism is, um, because I mean, like guys, you know, you hear a lot of libertarians use that term for like anybody who isn't like exactly like Ron Paul on foreign policy, mm-hmm. and that's not what that means. And uh, I mean, neoconservatism, we're, we're finally seeing the death of the neocon movement, which is fantastic. Right. Like they and I think we're going to finally see some Republicans win elections and not immediately disappoint their constituents for the first time in a long, long time. You know what I mean? Like these people used to be Democrats. The, the neocons came from the Democratic Party during the Vietnam War. The, the GOP became a lot more hawkish. So they kind of they just moved over. They switched sides because they wanted war. Um, and then but these people were never conservative. You know, like Reagan was a conservative back in the day, but like H.W. Bush was never a conservative. He was just a CIA, a, a war hawk and a CIA guy. right? Like he didn't care about lowering taxes or getting rid of regulations or, or or any of the social conservative stuff. Like none of these people care about that stuff. Bush 41, Bush 43, McCain, Cheney, Mitt Romney. Like these guys were never conservative in any real way. They were never committed to shrinking government. You know, like if you were like... Mitt Romney, pick a pick a vice president, you know, a, a a libertarian or a communist. Like they would they would choose the communist because they believe in big government. Like these people do not come, like they they have nothing in common with their actual constituents. And conservatives are always pissed off because they elect Republicans and the government keeps getting bigger. And the, the the neocons are to blame for that because they infected the right. They infected the GOP. They took it from the party of of Calvin Coolidge to, you know, the party of H.W. Bush. You know, that was the goal of the neocons, and they succeeded. And now they're finally being taken out to pasture. It is high time that <laughs> all these people are purged from the party, purged from the movement. They've been fighting—I mean, they've been fighting against the GOP from the inside for 40 years, man. Like, that's why the government keeps growing. That's why the, the GOP has never, until, like, right now— essentially never stood up to the left on any of the cultural stuff because, like, the people at the top didn't care or they agreed mm-hmm. with the left on the cultural stuff. They are leftists. They are big government enthusiasts masquerading as Republicans. And, and uh, you know, the Cheney family being thrown out of office, hopefully for good, is is uh, definitely a step in the right direction. I think it's, it's a sign of the times as well. Well, all of these legacy families, it's always so funny when you see conservatives complain about, you know, the Clintons and the Obamas and all these big name families who just seem to be in the political conversation because they happen to be married or parented by someone else who was in that movement. And we have the same thing with people like the Bushes and the Cheneys. I think it's all it's all gross, but also unsurprising because I think government itself breeds this thought that you need more of itself because when you are 
in charge of your own enrichment because that's really what this comes down to whether it be financial or power or ego all of this is just about personal gain when it comes down to the very very core fundamentals and you have people being voted in as conservatives but as you say don't really have any core conservative principles and that's why people then like trump and people who want to push back against this kind of viewpoint do so well it's not even that maybe the the ideology beneath these people is any more popular it's just they're not what people have been so sickened by over decades and that's why you're seeing a lot of more populist uh stuff happening on the right is just because anyone who speaks out against this stuff on the side of trump is is gaining popularity Really, it's down to then the GOP to make sure we don't overcorrect and then go down a different route so we have a couple of decades of complaining about something else. It's all about trying to find this focused single direction that's actually positive rather than just constantly infighting and kind of cutting off pieces of our own movement while the left grows and grows and grows. Yeah, man. And uh, th- this morning, uh, Stephen Miller over on, on Twitter, uh, what's his handle? Red Steez, I think is his handle. Mm-hmm. Um, he summed it up perfectly about like the goals of the left surrounding Liz Cheney like they they want the George Bush days back so badly like they want Republicans that will just govern like Democrats like George Bush like he you know he raised taxes he spent a ton of money he didn't fight the culture wars at all he never you know the, the the press and the left would call him a Nazi all the time and he would never defend himself and like that's just the perfect Republican right like that is like Liz Cheney like she'll you know agrees with the Democrats and everything won't try to interrupt the military-industrial complex, wants, socially speaking, wants all the same things, will grow government, will raise tax. Like, they just want a Republican that will govern like a Democrat if they if they get into office. And then if they lose, they'll just, like, you know, do the whole, like, John McCain, Mitt Romney, just, you know, quietly, you know, just ride off in the sunset and then just go back to being friends with all the Democrats that called them Nazis for years. And it's like, but those days, like, thank goodness, man, those days are not coming back. Like, the corporate press wants that so bad mm-hmm. like they, they want like a milk toast ineffective useless warmongering gop nominee for president so if they win who cares it's basically a democrat institution anyway they're going to nominate john roberts to the supreme court and all and all of that and if they lose they'll just you know i don't know beg for forgiveness from cnn for their racism or whatever like it's like, but th- those days are not coming back. Like we have moved on. No more. No more Bush. No more Cheney, Kinzinger. None of that. Like those days are over. And like, you know, Trump did a lot of bad stuff. He did. He did a lot of good stuff. But like, the, maybe the most important thing he did in office was just end this vicious cycle of just like mediocrity and just like ineffectiveness. Like this awful loser. Like you know, just being content with losing everything all the time, this mm-hmm. horrible mentality that's affected the Republican Party since Ronald Reagan left office. Those days are done. And whether Trump's the nominee or DeSantis, like, I don't even care. That's not what I'm talking about right now. But those days are over, man. There's no, like, we're, we're not just laying down and being abused by the left uh, with no recourse anymore. Like, those days are done. Well, that's why they're so desperate to keep the Trump of 2020 in everyone's minds. That's what they want to run against because it is sort of the new conservative wave against everything else that came before it. That's why you are seeing some uh, neocons and other sort of pseudo conservatives rallying against Trump, even though Trump is not in office. Like Trump holds no power. Trump is obviously culturally hugely relevant, but he's politically irrelevant because you don't have... He's banned from the internet. Yes, exactly. He's not not on the the internet. Or you have... (laughs) 
It's not like in the UK where you have um, leaders of parties who are still relevant, even if they don't hold, say, the prime minister's office. He is literally not in power in any sense. As you said, he's not on the Internet. He doesn't have a Twitter account. He doesn't have a Facebook account, doesn't have an Instagram account. He's not allowed on YouTube. The only way he can speak to people is through his own platforms, which is the vast majority of people already support him. He's really culturally powerless outside of his own circle. And they are running against him like he's the great threat to <laughs> to mankind, which, right. of course, he's not in a variety of ways, because he really is the face of the threat to their entrenched generational power that really had no checks on it, that they could just do what they wanted for year after year after year, staying in power, fighting the same fake fights that they would never actually engage in. And he actually did a lot of things he said he would. And they hate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Just real quick before we move on from Liz Cheney, we do have to mention just how terrible she is. I mean, she's like <laughs> legitimately the worst. She threw her gay sister under the bus to try to win an election. What was that, 10 years ago or so? Uh, she's like flipped on gay marriage and attacked her own, her own sister because she thought it would help her win. I mean, come on, man. Like, the, I mean, just what a terrible human being, man. Like, what, what, a, what an awful person. And then remember that time she <laughs> she went after John McCain for not being sufficiently pro-war since he's against torture? <laughs> like, bro, hey, man. Like, John McCain wanted to literally kill every black and brown person on the face of the earth. Okay? It is not. Like, he would just bomb everything if he could. Trust me. Like, my, my goodness. But the one thing, you know, you got to hand it to John McCain. He was absolutely right, and he was consistent his entire career on torture. Obviously, he was tortured for years uh, during the Vietnam War, and he never broke. He knew that if you're not going to break, you're not going to break. Uh, most people break in the first five seconds. Most people will break at, at the threat of torture. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, the people that don't break immediately just aren't going to, more than likely. Uh, the, the government lied about how, uh, uh, you know, the torture in Guantanamo Bay led us to bin Laden. That's not true at all. They just completely made it up. And uh, when John McCain, it was like towards the end of his life, you know, 2016, 2017, uh, said something against the, the practice of torture that's been going on for decades. And, and, and Liz Cheney attacked him. He attacked him. He was like, no, no, we need to keep it. We need to torture more people. Torture's good. We need to torture. What do you know about torture, John McCain? Can't raise your hands above your belt, but you don't know nothing about torture. I mean, it's like she's just truly like an awful disgusting person like it just like she gets off on the torture and the slaughter of women and children like it's just like i i, I can't i i can't say anything nice about this woman i mean she's just everything that's wrong with america in the you know what I mean? like she's just like awful like she's the worst and it's a good day when it when a motlin when a true like i I get that I'm a libertarian. I get that everybody bothers me. I get, I get that. I get that. You know, nobody's sufficiently radical for me, and all that. And I can't stand any of these politicians. But she's like the worst. I mean, she's like she's up there with like some of the worst human beings currently in office in this country, maybe ever. And it's just a good day. It's a good day that the people of Wyoming threw her out. I mean, are you surprised? Her dad shot a guy in the face. Dove <laughs> like... hunting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And the guy, dude, what? And the dude apologized to him. I'm sorry, I got in the way of your gun. <laughs> Imagine being, man, that's that's some brutal. That's brutal, man. Imagine being so powerful that like you shoot your buddy in the face and he apologizes for it. Man, oh, what a world! Don't go hunting with the Cheneys. That's the lesson there. <laughs> no, no, man. So she's talking about she wants to run for president. Um, I, I, I hope she does, man. Please run. 
I, I, I really want her to run and embarrass herself uh, because the world would see, like the, the entire country would see that Republicans are officially done with neoconservatism. You know, like that would be like her goal wouldn't be to win. Obviously, it would be to like take enough Trump votes to help Joe Biden get reelected. Like obviously her she's loyal to the Democrats now at this point. Um, but like that's not going to work. Right. I, I don't think. No. Are there enough people that actually are potential Liz Cheney voters like the pedophiles over at Lincoln Project? You know, like Kellyanne Conway's husband. You know, like these people like, you know, Joe Walsh, not the good Joe Walsh from the Eagles and James Gang, the idiot from Illinois. I mean, like these there's like five of them out there. Like there's not, the numbers and they're, they're all reporters. They're all journalists. They all work for the bulwark or the dispatch or whatever. Like David French ain't swinging an election. Like I just don't think there's the constituency for it. So I hope she does run, gets one percent and the Republican nominee wins anyway. You know, like that would be I mean, yeah, sure. Run for run with a freaking your boy, Andrew Yang's party. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. I, I think it would be actually great to just to show the country that the right is just done. They're done with these people for good. Yeah, I don't even understand. Obviously, she thinks she's going to run because all of these people want more and more and more power. And in D.C., you fail up. So if you lose one tiny election, then, oh, well, I, I should run for the biggest election in the land. That's just obvious. <laughs> right, right. But I don't understand how she'll run. If she runs as a Republican, I doubt she'll even have enough votes to make the debate stage, honestly. She, she is so phenomenally unpopular. Like, I don't again, I don't really care that she voted to impeach Trump. I think she was wrong. I think Trump's impeachment trials were both insane. But I don't really care about that. I care about the fact she cares more about herself than the conservative movement. She'll happily shit on the conservative movement when the <laughs> the Biden administration held, holds control of the entire D.C. infrastructure. I care about that. I think the vast majority of conservatives and moderates care about that. So I don't see how she could possibly run as a Republican. And then if she runs as a Democrat, suddenly she's going to be a Nazi again because they don't respect her. They don't like her. They might allow her into the room when she serves a purpose, but she'll never be one of them. She's politically homeless now because she, again, shot herself in the face to coin the, the term that we were talking about just before. She, she has nowhere to run in terms of how she will run. It makes no sense. Maybe she'll just fundraise like they all do and then just that money will disappear into the ether of, of the fundraising world. But I don't see what could possibly come next. I think she will be a pundit on CNN for a couple of years. She'll make some money doing that. But I do not see her running as a Republican ever again. Yeah, it's it's funny, man. And it's like... You're going to see from her what you saw out of, um, uh, what, what's the old, uh, weekly standard guy, uh, Bill Crystal. You're going to see, you're going to see her kind of turn into Bill Crystal. Okay? And it must be a strange thing for her and for her father and, and that whole, like, that whole gang of criminals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they, they ran the world. I mean, they they ran planet Earth for a couple decades there. You know what I mean? They decided who lives and who dies on this, on this globe. For a long time. Uh, and it must be weird to be absolutely powerless. You know, like it must be very strange for Dick Cheney, yep. to sit, you know, to right now this morning for, for the Cheneys, for the Bushes to like, man, we were we were kings. Like we, we we did what we wanted. We killed who we wanted. We arrested who we wanted. We tortured who we wanted. And now we have nothing. You know, it's like the end of Goodfellas, <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> when Henry rats on all his friends and brings down the gang. It's like and now we have nothing. Now we're just sitting there and. Witness protection, eating crap, and you know, and when you were like the most powerful man in New York, you know, so it's like it, it must be a bizarre feeling for for these people who who held they they wielded so much power over us, and now they're not. Thank God. And uh, yeah, man, 
I, I, I wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall this morning, this morning, my friend? Oh yeah. I mean, deep, deep down, they think they deserve this based on just who they are. I think that's what is at the core of all of this. Whether you're Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, Liz Cheney, the Bushes, they just feel they have this God-given right to lead because of who they are. And that's just not how how really what America is built on. And I don't think what America is becoming. It certainly was for a long time. It's been the way of the world and that you either have a monarchy or an unofficial monarchy. But it's just not the way of the world now, especially with the Internet, the way people have a voice who for generations would never have had a voice. I think they're they're waking up to discover that it is a, a brand new world. And there are negatives to that, of course, but they don't just have the same God given power that they they grew up with. And I think it must scare the hell out of them because they don't know how to survive in a world where it's not just given to them. Yeah. Like Hillary Clinton does not know how to survive in a world where the fact that who you are engaged in a fake marriage with matters politically. Liz Cheney does not know how to survive in a world where she can do and say whatever she wants and people in Wyoming will still vote for her because her name is Cheney. They they don't know how to survive and it's it's time they learn. Yeah, I mean th- they've never had to. I mean they've they've never I mean th- think of the Clintons going back, you know, even when I think uh Bill Clinton raped his first woman before he was governor of uh, Winnie Broderick. He was the Secretary of State, I believe. Or no, or Attorney General of Arkansas, one of the two. Um, it was before he ran for governor. He was still in his 30s when he was raping wa- raping women. Um, and you know, and just if you've literally just raped people or killed people or, or whatever, you know, you're flying to pedophile island with Jeffrey Epstein and you're never held accountable, um, and you still maintain your power your entire life. It must be bizarre to lose. You know, mm-hmm. it, must, it must be strange for that power to be taken from you. Um, obviously, I, I hope all these people end up in prison the rest of their lives. I know that probably won't happen, but uh, as long as we can keep them as far from power as possible, um, and just watch them wither away, <laughs> you know, watch them just wither away and in, 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 you know, in irrelevance. I think yes. you know it, we'll, we'll never see justice for the crimes of, of uh, that all these people have committed, but we can at least watch them fade into obscurity. You know, I guess we could take a little solace from that. But also some people will be safer as a a result because you can't commit a lot of these crimes that you could commit when you were in power. Once you're politically irrelevant, you don't have the same protections. You don't have the same access. Obviously, some people will still be abused. But the the fact that people in office can get away with things is usually because a lot of people rely on them. And there's this kind of circle and cycle of protection. But it just won't be the case when you're just kind of more anonymous. You don't have all these people out to protect you. I think it's going to be a a shock for them to have to live in the reality that the rest of us live in, in which you have to treat people with a basic level of respect. You can't just do what you want. <laughs> yeah. It'd be pretty hard for the Cheney's to start a new war now. huh? <laughs> that'd be, I think that'd be, that'd be, it's a lot easier when you hold power. If you're out of, if you're out of power, then you're just a uh, rogue warlord <laughs> bom- bombing people for no reason. I, I don't think the world would, would look as kindly on that as they did back in the early odds. <laughs> Let's oh, hope man. so. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope. Watch, she's just over there in Afghanistan with a bazooka. <laughs> I need to continue these wars. I'll do it myself. Now she's too much of a chicken hawk to try to do it herself. But uh, Ian, my brother, I know we have to keep it short today. Uh, where can everybody follow you online? Where can everybody subscribe to your brand new show, with I hi- which I highly recommend? Everybody goes and subscribes right now, this very second. You can find it on uh, YouTube if you search for Off Limits with Ian Howarth. That's I A N H A W O R T H. Uh, you can find it over there or follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H. I post clips there. You can 
really head over to Brady's channel. He posts those too. So yeah, any, any way you can find it, check it out. Everybody follow Ian. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Thank you.